Hey there, I'm Adam Demetrician, the lead pastor at Pathways Church in Appleton, Wisconsin. And this is our podcast. I hope this message inspires you, feeds your faith, and ultimately leads you into a growing relationship with Jesus. So when I was growing up, my mom knew that my favorite dessert was something called a tasty cake. Now, a tasty cake... Here's the tasty cake. The, the, the texture is a spongier, firmer pound cake, but it's so much more delicious than a store-bought pound cake, okay? That's the base layer. And then you, after you put it in the oven for about 25 minutes, then you, you lather it up. Everybody say lather. Oh, yeah. A lot of peanut butter. A lot of peanut butter on top of that, okay? And then, and then what you do is you put it in the refrigerator for just a couple minutes while you melt down Hershey's milk chocolate bars, and then you pull it out of the refrigerator. Yep, you know what's next. Lathering chocolate on top of it. And then you take the tasty cake and you put it back into the refrigerator. And that becomes the greatest dessert your lips have ever touched. Okay? So yesterday, I decided to make one. And Matthew, my friend, is going to bring me a piece because I want to demonstrate just how good the tasty cake is. Oh, mm. so good. Mm. 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 Matthew, <laughs> get this away from us. And pay. Whoa, 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 just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Okay, okay. Just a morsel. Mm. Oh, that's so good. How many of you guys are hungry? I'll post the recipe online if you want to make your own. How's that sound? Deal? Deal. <laughs> you know that little morsel right there? You know what the Bible calls that choice morsel? It calls it gossip. It calls it gossip. In fact, Proverbs 18.8 says it this way. The words of a gossip, the words of a gossip are like a choice morsel. They go down in the inmost parts. I want to welcome you to week two of our series entitled The Weight of Your Words. And if you're anything like me, you know that words have weight. If you've ever been crushed by somebody's words, you know that, that words leave a mark. They leave a mark for good or words can leave a mark for bad. They can encourage, they can discourage. And to some extent, we've all been shaped by the words that have been spoken at us, words that have spoken to us, words that have been spoken over us, and words that have been spoken about us. And when somebody gossips, they say something behind our backs, those words can be so, so traumatic. They can really damage us as human beings. That's why the Bible says in Proverbs 18.21, this verse is so foundational to our series because Scripture gives us a great reminder. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. In other words, our tongues have both the power to either tear up, tear down, or they can build and they can inspire and then they can encourage. So the question really becomes, what do you want to be known for? Do you want to be known for life or death? I think the the answer is really easy. We all want to be life-giving when it comes to our speech and to our words. It's a great reminder for us. But 
You know, today we're going to tackle the subject of gossip because gossip really tears down. It's so damaging to us as human beings. And gossip, a gossip loves rumors, don't they? A gossip loves, uh, they love to, to, to talk. They love to, they love to talk about people behind their backs. A gossip, they love lies. They love to share. It's like a choice morsel. They want to dispense. They want to give that out because they want to appear to be stronger or to have the information about somebody else. And I'll tell you what, gossip is rampant in our world today. In fact, I, I heard it say, said this way, that gossip can travel around the world and back ever before truth can get out of bed and put its pants on. Why? Because we live in a world today, especially in our social media age, where at a snap, a post, a tweet, Somebody hears something about you that's not true. And have you ever noticed the more that things are shared, the further away from the truth it becomes at different iterations all of a sudden. Remember when we were kids, we'd play the game. It was called the telephone game. You know what I'm talking about, right? And so you'd gather some kids and you'd say, okay, here's the original message. Eric is so handsome, okay? And then after that got like through 14 kids, it was like, Barney is purple. <laughs> like, how did that happen from Eric to Barney? Like, right? Because the truth is lost in translation and in transmission. And that's exactly what happens when it comes to gossip. Now, the question then becomes this, why do we gossip? Why do we hear gossip? Well, let me read to you another verse. Proverbs 26, 22 puts it this way. The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. You're like, wait a second, Adam. Didn't you just read that verse? I did. See, God takes gossip so seriously that in less than 10 chapters later in the book of Proverbs, he gives the exact same words to you and to me. He understands the weight of our words and the power of gossip and how damaging it can be to you and to me. The problem is this. The problem is that sometimes we don't think gossip is a problem. You might be here today watching online, you're thinking to yourself, really? Like gossip, Adam, that's like a middle school thing, a high school thing. But if you've ever been stung by the power of gossip, maybe you lost a friend or maybe there was a, some division in your family or somebody said something and shared something about you, they didn't verify the facts at all. Rather, they took that and they dispensed that to other people. And you know the damaging effects that it can have on you relationally. You know, the embarrassment, the shame. Now you wonder yourself, well, who else knows? And what do they know? And that's not even true. And if you're like me, you can think to yourself, well, you know, I need to correct that message. I need to put out that fire. I need to go and tell somebody, no, they're wrong. And all of a sudden it becomes this personal thing and the anxiety and the stress because somebody gossiped about you. See, friends, God takes gossip very seriously. He wants us to know that our words have weight, and he wants us to know that we need to live in the truth, and we need to live in harmony, and we need to use our tongues such that we build and we bring life to people around us. Because if we don't, gossip can become like that tasty cake that I just had a bite of, that choice morsel. And if we're very honest about gossip, have you ever seen this garbage where we try to disguise gossip? You know, we do this in Christian circles, don't we? We say, hey, can we lift up Bob's marriage? Now, there's nothing wrong with, somebody said, mmm, yeah. There's nothing wrong with lift up Bob's marriage. 
You pray for Bob. Bob Bob's marriage, you pray for my marriage. Pray for marriages. We need to pray for marriage. But here's how we disguise gossip in Christian circles. We need to pray for Bob's marriage because uh, did you notice that that new hire, uh, Karen, at work? Yeah, like, yeah, Karen, she's kind of flirting with Bob. Oh, oh, he, she is? Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I've heard that. They're kind of working late. Oh, they work late together. Well, you know, they're working late, but are they working late or are they working late? But we need to pray for Bob's marriage. Friends, that's gossip. That's garbage. But we do that as Christians if we're not careful. We use a prayer chain or a prayer request as a gossip chain. And we need to understand that our words have weight. They're powerful. Or if we don't try to disguise it, we justify it. We say, well, it's true. So therefore, if it's true, then it needs to be said. Now, let me give you some wisdom on that path of logic. Everything that is said must be true. Everything that is said must be true, but not everything that is true must be said. Use discretion. Know when that word is going to benefit somebody or whether that's going to tear them down and hurt them. And it is so easy to do because it can happen in the natural course of conversation. You could be talking to somebody and all of a sudden it's just like, it turns so quickly. It can turn so quickly. It's like, oh yeah, how so-and-so go? Oh, they're doing really well. Did you hear about? Oh, no, I didn't hear about. And then does so-and-so or what did they do next? And all of a sudden it slides in the gossip and you're like, what? Like, really? Yeah, it's that quick. That's why we need to guard our mouth. We need to make sure that our mouths are sanctified. They're, they're dedicated unto God. So for the remainder of our time, here's what I want to do. I want to answer two questions. If you have a mobile app, you can find all the content, all the notes there. Or if you're just jotting notes down on your phone, take these two questions down. The first question is this, who does gossip hurt? Who does gossip hurt? And the second question is, how do we stop gossiping? So let's tackle that first question. Who does gossip hurt? Gossip hurts three individuals. First, gossip hurts the person that it's spoken about. If you've ever been the recipient of somebody gossiping about you, you know what it's like, don't you? Whether you're in middle school or whether you're an adult, like you know that that damages and hurts the relationship. Let me give you a couple examples. Let's say you share some information about your family. You're struggling as a parent right now, and so you share some for so for, for support, or let's say you go to your small group because you're battling pornography and you needed some encouragement and support, or you're struggling when it comes to a financial decision because you, you made just a terrible decision financially and all of a sudden, like, you lost a chunk of money and you're thinking to yourself, man, fear is just kind of invading your heart. Or maybe, or maybe you messed up, you messed up big time. And you sinned and you knew it was wrong. And so you share that with people. And then they use that. They take that information and they tell somebody else behind your back. Who does that hurt? Well, that hurts the person that, that was gossiped about. Now, there's nothing new about that revelation, is there? I mean, if, if you've ever been the recipient of somebody's ignorance or their small-mindedness or their own insecurities to gossip about you, let me give you a piece of good news. It could be worse. You could be one of them. Don't be a gossip. Don't be a gossip. The, the, the second individual that gossip hurts, well, let me give you a verse on that. Proverbs 16, 28 says this, a, 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 a perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip separates. That's a key word. Gossip separates close friends. Gossip is a separator. 
Here's the second person that gossip hurt. Gossip hurts. Gossip hurts the listener. Now you say, wait a second, Adam. How does gossip hurt the person who hears the gossip? L- let me tell you why. First of all, a gossip always finds a gossip. Gossips attract to one another, okay? So that's the first thing. The, the, the second reason that a gossip hurts the listener is because when you take that choice morsel and you eat it and devour it, that hurts your soul. It hurts your heart. And it's teaching you poor relational dynamics. It's undermining the very thing that God wants for us. And that's to be in community, to be in harmony, to know that we have people in our lives who are in our corner. And when we take and ingest that, what that does, those words begin to create chaos inside of us. So secondly, it hurts us because it gives us the ability or the permission to tear someone down and to make them look weak while we look strong. And it's deceptive because we're doing it behind their back. So it creates some very, very damaging relational patterns and dynamics inside of your soul. In fact, Scripture says you're a wrongdoer. Look at what the Bible says. It says this, wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Liars pay close attention to slander. The Bible is clear in saying that when we take gossip, when we listen to gossip, when, we, when we're recipients of that gossip over a close friend or a family member or maybe another church here in the Fox Valley or a business leader or a pastor, or we hear something that's gossipy. When we take that in, listen, you're promoting your inability to close that down and shut that kind of language down. You're promoting that gossip. And what you permit is what you promote. What you permit out of somebody else's mouth, that's why when somebody says, hey, did you hear about this? There's easy ways to shut that down and just say, hey, I, hey, I don't want to go there. Let's not talk about that. Or you know what? That's not worth it. Why are we, that's, it's just not worth it. And you know what will happen? Because a gossip is a small-minded individual. And most gossips that I've encountered, they're pretty fearful because they know what they're doing is wrong. And so if you can just say to them, hey, we're not going to go there. I don't want to talk about that. They'll, they'll get the signal. They'll get the message. I'm not playing the gossip game. I'm done. I don't want to play that game anymore. I don't want to play that game. I'm done with that. So if you are hearing gossip, one of the practical applications of this message is learn how to shut gossip down because it's rampant. You hear it at your workplace. You hear it in your schools. It's out there. And so learn how to shut it down. Finally, you know, the last individual that gossip hurts, gossip hurts the gossip. Gossip hurts the speaker. Why? because it it undermines the very thing that they're trying to promote, and that is a good reputation. They're trying to look strong at the expense of other individuals. But really, and you know this, you can take your entire life trying to build a strong reputation. In a matter of moments, you you can destroy your own name and your own reputation. How important is our reputation? Well, the Bible tells us. The Bible says it this way. A good name is more desirable than great riches. To be esteemed is better than silver or gold. You think about that for a moment. You think about that verse. If we really were to apply that verse, think how many many hours we give to our, our careers, to the accumulation of wealth and money and stocks and trading and growing financially, our bottom, our net worth, the bottom line. If we would give 
let's say a quarter of that energy to make sure that a reputation, our name is strong. That your last name, your family name, who you represent. If the name of Christian really had the same weight that it once did maybe a hundred years ago. Like Christians weren't known as judgy or gossipy or complainy or whatever, but as loving, as humble, as helpful, as, as generous. Like our name, friends, is more important than silver and gold. That's a big deal to God. So who does gossip hurt? Well, it hurts the person that's being gossiped about, hurts the listener, and finally it hurts the gossip themselves. Now, let's look at our second question. How do we stop gossiping? How do we stop gossiping? And here's, here's the temptation. Can I just say this? Here's the temptation for all of us. This is a key point in the message. It's easier to see gossip around us than it is to see gossip in us. Because none of us want to be known as gossips, do we? I mean, <laughs> when, I, when I meet a gossip, when I meet a gossip, I, 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 I walk away thinking a couple things. First of all, here's what I think. They have a problem, okay? They have a problem. And do you know what the, the name of their problem is? Do you know the technical name? Here's the technical name. I've checked with experts on this. I've done a lot of relational digging. I've done hours and hours of research on the dynamics and the problem that they have with their mouth. You know what it's called? It's called diarrhea of the mouth. See, I told you, I got that study from, I don't know, Harvard Business Journal Review. Diarrhea of the mouth. That's the first thing I think of. The second thing I think of is this. Have you ever had this thought around the gossip? If they're saying that about them, what are they saying about me? And then I start to like, Ooh, I'm really watching my words. And then the third thing I think when I encounter gossip, I never walk away from a gossip. Have you ever walked away from a gossip and thought to yourself, wow, I really want to be like that person. They must be really filled with the, the spirit of Jesus. They're just, their talk is great. I would, wow, how do I get on that gossip train? Where do you get the gossip classes? Is there a master class for that? Is there a TED talk? I want to be a master gossiper. No way. I walk away thinking to myself, gossip is never great. It's never a good idea. So how do we stop gossiping? Well, the first thing is this. If you want to stop gossiping, here's the first thing. You have to take a look at your heart. Everybody uh, take your hand and put it on your heart. Put it right there on your heart. You have to take a look at your heart. You have to take a look at your heart. Do you know that the Bible says that the most important thing about you is your heart? It says that man... Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the, trust in the Lord your God with all your, Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all of your, the heart is the most important thing. You know why? Because it is the, it's the, it's the judgment seat of your will, your mind, your actions, your thoughts. Everything about who you are is formed in the shape of your heart. It's your heart. That's why Jesus put it this way, that your heart is in close connection with your mouth. Luke 6.45, here are his words. He says, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his, where? In his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his. 
For the mouth speaks what the is full of. So let me ask you, how's your heart? How's your heart? If you want to understand the words that are coming out of your mouth, first go to its source, go to the place of your heart. If your heart is full of lies and bitterness and anger and rage and envy, you know what's going to come out of your mouth? Lies and bitterness and anger and rage and envy. Like if you want to understand what your mouth is saying, go to its source to your heart. Go do heart work. Go get a heart examination. Go say to the Spirit of God, God, would you uncover all the things in my heart that are not glorifying to you? Because whatever is not glorifying to you in your heart is eventually going to come out of your mouth. Go to the source. You know, every week we always have our, our prayer team, a small subsection of our prayer team that meets before first service. We meet over at this cross and we pray together. They pray for the service. They'll come and walk through our uh, auditorium and pray over every chair and just praying that the presence of God would be here. And this morning, Vicki, one of our prayer partners, prayed this prayer. She said, God, would you, she made the connection. I said, we're going to be talking about gossip today. And she said, God, would you sanctify, would you start in our hearts and then move to our thoughts so that our mouths would glorify you with our words? And I was like, man, come on. I want her praying for me. Amen? That's why if you ever need prayer, you need to make sure that you email us at info at pathwayschurch.us. We have about 96 prayer partners that pray for every request that comes through. We're going to be a praying church. And as Vicki was praying that prayer over the heart, I thought to myself, wow, she doesn't even know that I'm going to Luke 645 and I'm talking about take a look at your heart. But she made that connection immediately that our heart is the source of what comes out of our mouth. So perhaps today the question that you need to walk away with is simply this, how's my heart? Or you could say, what is my mouth saying? Because it's a mirror, it's a reflection of what's in my heart. It's another way to flip it and look at it. Now, here's the second thing. If you want to stop gossiping, the second thing is this. Learn to be an encourager. Learn to be an encourager. Do we have any natural, spiritually gifted, you're just really good at encouraging people? Anybody here? Okay, great encourager, great. Anybody else? Any? Okay, out of a room of about 400 people, there were about three hands that went up. You know that tells me? It's not natural to really encourage, is it? I mean, you think about the Bible, there's only one person in the Bible that's known as an encourager. His name is Barnabas. So after every, the son of encouragement, all these individuals in the Bible in 66 books, there's only one guy, Barnabas. So we're doing better than the Bible. I mean, we got three in a room of 400. That's not too bad. Way to go. And that's why I said, if you want to stop gossiping, learn to be an encourager. In fact, I would say it this way. I would say that a part of spiritual growth and maturity is learning to encourage another person. The Bible says that we should encourage one another. It's, there, you know, in the Bible, there's 59 one another's. And one of those one another's is to encourage one another. Now, let me ask this question to you. By a show of hands, how many of you in your life, you know somebody who was a source of consistent encouragement to you? Raise your hand. Okay. We've all been recipients of encouragement. When you think of that person, what immediately comes to your mind? Talk to me. Huh? Love. I love them. What else? What maturity? 
I, I think, you know what I think when I think of the encouragers in my life? I go like this. I smile. Why? Because they were a blessing. They saw something in me. They knew I was down. They were willing to use their words, not on themselves, but on me to lift me up. And I don't know about you guys, but we live in a world that it seems like everything that the world wants to do is just pull me down and drag me down. And when I get with somebody else who's a believer and can lift me up, there's no, I love it. I want to be around those kinds of people. See, I think people want to be around those kinds of churches. I think people want to be around those kinds of families. I think people want to work for those kind of people. I think there's people who want to get married to those kind of people. I think those, those are the, the people that are the best parents. Why? Because they know how to encourage. They know how to use their tongue to give life. In fact, when you encourage somebody, you know what you're doing? You are lifting them up in such a way that it says to God, God, this person matters. They're valuable because they're created in your image. Every single human being that you lock eyes with is created in the image of God. And when you use your mouth to encourage, to lift up, to speak life, you are blessing them. You're blessing them. It's a spiritual thing that you're giving to them. So let me give you uh, two uh, suggestions as we wrap up. Two suggestions. Here's what you can do this week. When you're tempted to gossip behind somebody's back, you know what I want you to do? I want you to encourage them to their face. When you want to go behind their back, I just want you to go right to their face and I want you to give them just some genuine form of encouragement. I, I want you to speak life to them, okay? Or maybe the second suggestion applies to you. Is there anyone that you have hurt with gossip? Anybody in your, in your orbit that you've kind of hurt with some gossip? With words, maybe they know, maybe they don't know. But the question is this, how can you make that right this week? How can you make that right? So I want you to join us next week in part three of the weight of your words. Next week is gonna be a fantastic weekend. Why? Because we're gonna be baptizing people and I would love for you to be a part of our church family, what God is doing here in and through this body of believers. But before we go, I wanna invite you to bow your heads and your hearts with me because this is a kind of message that has some major implications for our lives. You know, sometimes we speak of deep spiritual truths and we miss the very practical ones that can impact not only those who are closest to us, but those around us who don't know Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, if you're a Christian here today and you struggle with gossip, you struggle with your mouth, maybe you're a complainer, maybe, maybe you're judgy, maybe you're prideful or self-righteous, I plead with you to go into your heart and to ask the Lord to really fill you up with some good things. Maybe you need to take a step of obedience and stop watching, stop listening, stop entertaining your mind with some things that get down into your heart, eventually impact what your heart is full of. In your mouth, it's no good. It's no good. So if you're here today and you're a Jesus follower, you love him, you know him, but as you're listening to this message, there's a peace in you that's feeling the Holy Spirit and his conviction. 
And you would say, Adam, you know, I, I just, I wanna, I wanna acknowledge the fact that my words have weight. And I wanna make sure that I'm saying things for the good of others, to speak life and hope and grace. And so you just wanna come clean and say, God, help me with my mouth. Help me with my mouth. If that's you here today, you're a believer, would you just raise your hand all across this place? Lots of hands. Yep, lots of hands. Just like first service. Thank you for your honesty. My hand is with you. I want to make sure my, my words, I measure the weight of my words. Now, maybe you're here today and you came to this place and you are thinking to yourself, you know, I never really knew the power of my words. Well, I want you to hear the power of the most important word. It's not your word, it's God's word. And his word is simply this, that he loves you and he's for you and he's extending his grace to you. Maybe you're here today and you're not a follower of Jesus Christ and your whole life you've been trying to manage your, your image. You've been trying to be stronger and enough. You're trying to prove something to somebody. I don't know who that somebody is. Maybe it's a, it's a dad or maybe it's a, a family member. Maybe you were, you were shipped off at an early age or something destructive happened in your life and you need to show the whole world that I make enough, I'm strong enough, and you're willing to do anything to tear someone down in order to appear strong. But in this moment, you realize that you're not strong enough. You're actually weak. Well, here the good news is, the gospel is this, in our weakness and in our brokenness, Jesus is strong. His strength is perfected in our weakness. It's his grace and it's his love and it's his healing work inside of our hearts. And so if you're here today and you know Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior and you wanna acknowledge, you wanna bring him in, you wanna say, God, I want you, I need you, I love you. I want you, I want you to lead me. I want you to be that shepherd, that keeper, that provider, that protector that we sang about, I need you. If, if that's you today, if you're watching online, you can make that decision. They're gonna drop a link in the chat. You make sure you click on that. You tell somebody, you reach out to us, you email us. If you're in the room here today and you wanna make that decision for Jesus Christ, on three, I want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 yeah. Praise God, praise God. You can put your hands down. This is a holy moment, friends. People are moving from darkness into light, from sin to salvation, from bondage to freedom. Mm. Can we pray together as a church family? Heavenly Father, thank you for your love. You were there for me through the cross. I repent of my sin. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Come into my life. I receive you by faith. In Jesus' name. And everyone who agreed this prayer said, Amen. Hey, can we celebrate individuals today? That's a big day. Praise God.